Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Management Decisions, a show where we bring in high-level executives and consultants from a wide collection of businesses to discuss what goes on at the top of the food chain. And today we are talking with David Ropo, and he is a motivational speaker, coach, and author. And we're talking today about managerial boomerangs and how they relate to praise and recognition and what that can do to your workforce. So, David, thanks for joining us today. When we get started here, I just wanted to have you explain what a managerial boomerang is and maybe share an example of that. You know, many uh, unskilled managers often deliver recognition and praise but they often attach a negative payload to it, hence the attaboy, girl boomerang, if you will. Well, you, you, know, you did a fabulous job on producing these reports or, or completing this project, but I really wish you would have done X, Y, and Z, which utterly destroys the motivation and inspiration that's coming from the positive side of that. Mm-hmm. There is a right way to do that and a wrong way to do it from a management perspective. The example that I used in the in the blog post that I wrote, there's a right way to handle that and a wrong way to handle it. If there is a pressing need to correct something, then okay, by all means do that. But mm-hmm. if you as a manager have failed to provide adequate information in delegating that work to an employee, then you have a responsibility to step up and apologize for that and right the ship. Mm-hmm. And you can do that immediately if there is a pressing need. Otherwise, perhaps that's addressed at uh, a different time or on the next project. You can do that in a positive way rather mm-hmm. than delivering it with a negative payload. You know, I used the example of ring binding in the, in the blog post that I wrote. You know, that could be addressed on subsequent projects, if you will. And it can be done in a positive way. You know, the manager could say or simply state, you know, I really prefer spiral binding. And, you know, why don't we produce all of the all of the reports that way from now on? I really think that they're cleaner and they're not as cumbersome or or as awkward, if you will. So there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do it. Right. So it's kind of just seems like if you uh, present some information with a negative connotation attached to it, you're really kind of shooting that employee down and kind of, you know, killing all that motivation and inspiration that they've just garnered from doing a great job on a project. Now, do you think that managers are mindfully throwing out these boomerangs or do you think it's just a lack of experience that causes them? No, I I don't think that they they mindfully do it. I, I personally think it's a lack of unskilled management training. Mm-hmm. Many managers are displaced or many employees are displaced in the management positions and haven't gone, undergone skilled management training. And many of them are still operating in employee mode, mm-hmm. if you will. And I hear this a lot who are always short on time are typically speaking, attempting to be the tallest employees. And as a manager, that's not your job. You can't be concerned only about the work that you have to get done. You right. should be concerned about helping your employees get their work done and be as productive as possible. Hence, you know, in the long run, you are getting your work done. And many of them still operate in employee mode, mm-hmm. and they just don't understand the difference. And through no fault of their own, 
they just haven't had that training and they've been displaced. You know, sometimes companies, they offer skilled management positions as perks, if you will, for employees who do great jobs and they fail to provide the necessary training in moving them into those positions. I don't think they mindfully do it, but they they don't understand the fundamentals of human behavior. Mm -hmm. And that is first and foremost in the six skill sets that I teach in my management mastery, skilled management mastery course. Employees are human beings. They have feelings. They experience emotion. And as long as they do, skilled management will be necessary. Now, do you see this really happening in like just for, you know, one or two individuals throughout an organization? Or is this something that can really just be pervasive and kind of spread throughout an entire organization? Oh, I think that runs rampant in in every level mm-hmm. in, in most organizations. It's far and widespread, if you will. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, you know, isolated at all. I think it happens the majority of the time. Now, I want to move on a little bit and kind of discuss recognition and praise from an employee standpoint. You know, if you're saying that this is rampant and it's everywhere, this has to have an impact on the employees. Now, earlier you mentioned that it kind of decreases their motivation and their inspiration. So what happens to your workforce if your employees are disengaged and you're kind of communicating with them in that manner? Productivity plummets, clearly. Mm -hmm. And if we weren't doing such a terrible job at that overall, then 70% of employees wouldn't be disengaged, would they? Mm -hmm. If you ask most employees, and there are several studies that have outlined this, but through my work and research, I've also come to confirm this as well, that recognition, praise, career advancement and opportunity you know, fair compensation are the three things that most employees look for. Number one is recognition and praise, even above compensation and salary. Mm -hmm. People want to know that the work that they're doing is contributing in a meaningful way. They want to be recognized and praised for that. See, most employees, they have a scale. They weigh things. Most employees quantify salary with production. In other words, they make a a specific salary to do a specific amount of work. And to them, that's just first base. As a manager, if you want your employees to run the second, third, and hit a home run, then you must recognize, praise, inspire, and motivate them to do so. That's just human nature. That, you know, we're talking about the fundamentals of human behavior here. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the only voice that, that employees have is productivity, and they will use it. Not only do they quantify that with salary, but they also quantify it with treatment. How mm-hmm. are they being treated? Are they being treated fairly? Are they being mistreated? Well, that shows up directly in productivity. Again, for a lack of of training, many managers who haven't undergone skilled management training think that managing people is cut and dry. Mm -hmm. In other words, the company's cutting you a check, so dry your eyes and do the work. Right. And that's just, that doesn't cut it. Mm -hmm. That's not the way that it works. We have to rehumanize the workplace. And I personally think that if we don't do that, we're headed for a workforce crisis of cataclysmic proportions here. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if you're a manager and you're looking to kind of rehumanize the workplace, as you said, what kind of steps can you take to re-engage your employees and get that motivation and that drive back? And how can you, you know, if you need to present negative information, how can you do that in a way that doesn't hamper the progress that you've made? Well, that's that's a, a good question, Katie. It, it has to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Employees know if you're blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. They know that. So it has to be authentic. It must come from from the heart. It must be genuine. The first and foremost is credibility, trust, and respect. If you don't have that, then all all of the other components and skill sets are meaningless. So the first thing that we need to look at is, are you still operating in employee mode? And if you are, you need to be more concerned and care more about your employees and the work that they're doing and less about your own work. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you need to develop some credibility, some trust and respect. If your employees don't trust you and they don't respect you, then you have nothing. Do you always say what you mean and mean what you say? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say it, you must never belay it. Okay. You have to portray that. It has to be money in the bank. It has to be as good as gold. And if for some unforeseen reason or act of God, you can't step up and fulfill that, then you need to apologize and take the necessary action to right the ship. Employees watch every move that you make whether you think so or not. They do. And they're always weighing that. How many companies have outlined procedures and and rules and policies that everybody is aware of? Not a lot. And how many managers make uh, one employee toe the line while they give another employee a pass? Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. You can't treat people unfairly. You have to treat them equally. And those rules and procedures apply to everyone, including you as a manager. But if you're going to praise somebody and recognize them, then do so in a positive way. And if you're going to give someone feedback, then you have to do that in a positive way rather than doing it in a negative way. Save the negative feedback or situations for for reprimanding someone privately when that's required. Sometimes it is, but not always. And you should never attach that to positive recognition or praise because you completely undermine Mm -hmm. the good that you're doing in the way of motivation, inspiration. So it should never be attached to that. Now that you mentioned that you should never really attach your negative feedback to your positive feedback, one method that I've heard of giving feedback is kind of the sandwich method where you take a negative piece of feedback and surround it by positive feedback. Would you support that method or do you think that there's really just, it's not a good way to do it and you should really just separate that feedback completely? No, I I totally disagree with that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should ever put them together. Why? Why? What's the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. Anytime you do that, you're undermining the positive effects of that. If an employee did a good job and they performed admirably or went above, above and beyond the call of duty, then you should recognize and praise them for that. If there's something that needs to be addressed, as I said, if it's an immediate need, okay, there's a way to do that, but do it in a positive way if you have to do that. Otherwise, Perhaps it can be saved for you know, subsequent projects or, or for another time down the road. You should never 
attach that. I, I, I totally disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, we are unfortunately running out of time today, but I did want to give you the floor to share any final pieces of advice about this topic with our listeners, maybe about how to be successful in this kind of area um, and really just wrap the show up today. I personally believe that, you know, what separates the, the work that I do and the methods that I teach is personal development. Mm-hmm. Skilled management is not just about learning best practices, methods industry standards. It's about who you become as a person. And it must be genuine and authentic. It has to come from the heart. You can ask any employee you know, who works for a skilled manager, and, and they will tell you clearly how they feel about their manager. And there is a stark contrast between that and someone who hasn't undergone skilled management training. Mm-hmm. I wrote another post about you know, if you work for a company like this, and I outlined uh, a lot of the things that we talked about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the model company and, and model management, would you proclaim, yes, I'm a lifer? And you would be amazed at the response that I got. I had people asking me if I was hiring. <laughs> and that shows you what people want, what they're looking for. Employees are speaking loud. And very clearly, and it would behoove most companies to listen to what they're saying. And it comes down to a few, a few different key points. They want recognition and praise. They want career opportunity and advancement. And they want fair compensation and reward. If you're delivering those things, then you're going to be successful. You're going to be driving organizational growth. You're going to be driving productivity, and ultimately profitability. But as a manager, the simple advice that I could give today would be step out of employee mode and step into management mode. Stop being concerned about your work and be more concerned about helping your employees get their work done. Do they have the tools they need? Do they have the information they need? Are they being motivated? Are they being recognized? Are they being praised? 70% of your time should be spent, not in your office, Mm -hmm. but it should be spent walking around on the floor, talking to employees, motivating them, recognizing them, praising them, helping them get their work done. That's what you should be doing. Sitting in in your office and barking orders at people over a PA system is not skilled management. So you need to spend more time out on the floor, walking around, talking to your employees. And, and being involved in the process. That's your job as a manager. Well, for our managers out there, we now have given you every piece of advice you need to be successful in your role. But that will wrap up today's episode of Management Decisions. So I just want to thank David for joining us and sharing his expert advice. We do appreciate it. So thank you. You're welcome, Katie. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time. 